For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers bringing authentic, authoritative, exotic, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. The tea industry merits more nuanced coverage than the mere recitation of production volumes and commodity prices. Each week, the T-Biz podcast recaps global developments, presenting a mix of news and features with the greatest impact on the tea industry. Pairing the T-Biz podcast with the more inclusive T-Biz blog and with Tea Journey magazine is innovative and interactive, permitting listeners to conveniently contact reporters at Origin to ask questions that are answered via text messages delivered privately to their phone. Welcome to this week's edition of Tea News You Need to Know. Here are the headlines. Shipping container shortages threaten timely tea deliveries. Kenya's high court has ruled against unions seeking to prevent mechanical harvesting of tea. And bombs away. Tea bombs encased in confectionery get rave reviews online. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. The cost of shipping a container of goods increased 80% since November and nearly tripled in 2019. One-third of the containers transiting the world's 20 largest ports failed to ship on schedule. Unlike grains, tea is not shipped in bulk. Depending on its density, 10 to 12 metric tons of tea can be loaded into a 20-foot container. Beginning last spring, the pandemic shifted the normal shipping cycle leaving hundreds of thousands of empty shipping containers at destinations with no loads to return. In China and India, the shortage is acute. Bloomberg reports that in January, India shipped less than a fifth of its normal volume of sugar. Responding to a 30% surge in orders for goods, last fall, China offered top dollar for the return of empty containers. The strategy is working so well that coffee and rice are piling up at the docks in Thailand and lentils in Canada as shippers rush to return containers instead of filling them with Asian-bound goods. Gradually, equilibrium is returning with predictions that the shortage will abate in time for the first of the tea harvest shipments in April. Business Insight 
Elliot Jordan, vice president of tea at Mighty Leaf in California, writes that he is backing up orders by a month on anything that has to move on the ocean. Quote, the problem is, as long as COVID is running rampant, all the forecasts I have are throwing darts in my basement with the lights off. Sometimes it's better to throw very few darts until the lights come back on. End quote. Kenya's high court has ruled against unions seeking to prevent mechanical harvesting of tea. The appeals court decision follows a 2018 ruling that Unilever Tea in Kenya had the right to adopt new technology. The Kenya Plantations and Agricultural Workers Union sought a universal ban on tea harvesting machines. Business Insight Kenya's flat tea farms are uniquely suited to mechanical harvesting, but planners have faced stiff opposition since 2010. In 2018, workers led a strike in protest. Lower courts sided with workers but were overturned on appeal, permitting planners to dismiss all who joined the boycott. During confrontation, several pieces of expensive harvesting equipment were destroyed. The expansion of mechanical tea harvesting and subsequent loss of jobs now appears likely. Bombs away! Tea encased in confectionery sold as tea bombs is easily created in partnership with a local candy company or with silicon molds in your own shop. Made with a shell of liquid sugar, the two-inch opalescent spheres can be filled with tea leaves, tea bags, and a variety of inclusions such as edible flowers, spices, and herbs. The bomb explodes as hot water is poured into the cup, lightly sweetening the mix. Bright colors, food-safe glitter, and sparkles add to the fun. Business Insight Nudge coffee bars are an example of beverages sold as food. Ultra-fine powdered roasted coffee beans are processed with cocoa butter into a shelf-stable paste similar to Nutella that can be molded into bars. The company's candy-coated coffee pellets resemble M&Ms and deliver caffeine in consistent doses. Natural grocer Sprouts reports a strong debut among coffee lovers. And now... A word from our sponsor. Q Trade Teas works with tea purveyors at every scale, from promising startups to the world's largest multinational beverage brands in the hot, iced, and bottled tea segments. With U.S. based formulation, blending, and packaging services, Q Trade can help you innovate, scale up, and grow your specialty tea brand. For more information, visit our website, QTrade.com. Tees.com. This week, we travel to India and to the Riviera Maya along the Gulf Coast of Mexico, where the International Tea Cuppers Club is constructing a training center. In its national budget proposal this week, the Indian government included 1,000 crore pati, or 10 billion rupees in subsidies, the equivalent of 137 million U.S. dollars, to assist plantation workers in Assam and West Bengal. A growing consensus, however, is that expansive plantations should be divided into cooperatives composed of entrepreneurial smallholders 
supplying small independent tea processing facilities. Arvinda Aranthiraman reports. The twin problems of wages and prices that afflict the Indian tea industry have hit an impasse. There is a solution, an alternative to the outdated plantation style of working. It combines landless investment in favor of workers with a bottling factory model. How will this work? This is Arvinda Anantharaman in conversation with Narendra Nath Armaraj, who has propounded this model. When, when I recommend distribution of land on ownership in favor of the workmen, we are looking at something similar to a, a bot leaf model. And as you are probably aware, a bot leaf business, which, which is done, I think, all over the world, he never loses money because you work, work backwards from price and, and, and price minus uh, cost minus margin is what the what the what the price you part with for the producer as a as a price of the raw material so we we we're suggesting a model like that where the existing employees are converted into a, a bottle leaf model uh, and and they become, they become owners of the land they become small holders who supply the raw material to the body corporate who will then process and market it is there a buy in for such a model from producers yeah good question in fact before we address the employees we need to address the mindset of the producers my my own experience so far uh, being a proponent of this concept is there have been some um, sort of progressive employers who have who are looking at it positively uh, and uh, as a holistic and sustainable way forward but uh, a, lo- a lot of them will be a you know immediately skeptical about it uh, for the simple reason that you know they 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 all uh, think i'm deliberately using the word think that this land is an asset to 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 my mind this land is no longer an asset because as you know these lands uh, uh, across india in the tea growing areas the these large land holdings were exempt from the provisions of the land sealing act because they were large organized industries and therefore the plantations i think some five six plantations tea coffee rubbers uh, cocoa etc they were exempt from the provisions of the land sealing act and they were allowed to continue to be held in 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 the large uh, land banks that they, it is being held now the original ownership pattern differs from state to state kerala and west bengal uh i think have a, the land is sort of they are leasehold lands i think tamil nadu and assam to the best of my knowledge are freehold lands uh but irrespective of what the original title of the land is one stipulation which has uh, made them qualify for this exemption from land sealing is a fact that they are mandated that that land should only be used for the purpose of plantations in other words you cannot alienate it to anybody for say real estate purpose for any other purpose what do you foresee as challenges for this cooperative model let's say a group of states supplying raw material which is a green leaf to a factory becomes a cooperative unit now that cooperative unit is necessary in order to maintain the the organized cohesive nature of this Uh, business enabling economies of scale economies of efficiency which would tend to get a little diluted 
when there is fragmented land ownership. Uh, so I think safeguards have to be built in. There must be a, a, a cooperative. So in, in other words, the, the technical guidance uh, and supervision of these holdings should continue to remain with the, the body corporate so that you know they control the output, they control the quality. And perhaps you need to build in uh, price incentives for better quality leaf, etc., which even today is being done in the bot leaf business. Many, many factories give them extra money based on the leaf quality. So I think those to my mind are manageable issues. Uh, I'm not taking them for granted, but uh, with proper arrangement, proper you know, agreements in place, I think those, those can be achieved. How will it address the specific problem of labor shortage? I was checking with the the association people, the the workforce in Kerala, for instance. We were all under the impression that the tea workforce in Kerala is about three to four lakhs, and I was surprised to get a number of only forty thousand people in the tea plantations in Kerala. I mean, that's how much the labor force has uh, dwindled over time. And that's precisely because the younger generation don't want to work in plantations anymore. Even if they were to get lesser earnings elsewhere, they would rather prefer to do a white collar job than be in the the plantations. So shortage of labor, and particularly in states like Kerala, is a huge uh, issue. But in a way, I would imagine the, the decentralized model will in itself address that issue. You put in your heart and soul in terms of your output of work that you uh, deliver. Uh, so in, in this instance, uh, in a way, a flexi working time will automatically come in because they are no longer employees governed by your labor laws that they have to put in X number of working hours. They are their own owners, their own masters of their time. So they know that this is the quality that will be only accepted or this is the quality that will actually give them X plus in terms of money, they will cope with it. So uh, actually, uh, it's a good point you raised. To my mind, it's an, it's a spin-off benefit of this scheme that is itself driven in terms of leading to greater worker output. Is it too idealistic? Do you think we can see it turn into reality? Yeah, we are talking about a, you know, a, a model that is deliberate, that is pre-planned, that is uh, blessed by the, the, the body corporate, that is blessed by the, the government, that is blessed by the, the workmen and the trade unions who, who uh, represent them. And I think if you can have that kind of dialogue, get their buy-in, and I'm sure the government and the, and the, and the politicians and the trade unions would see this as a, as a great step forward. If we continue the way we have been continuing so far, higher wages, greater wages mean more pressure on margins, more estates will become abandoned. Even well-run companies are now unable to play dividends and unable to meet their entire obligations. And so if you don't check it and, and uh, you know, it's something with a destructive model, five years down the line, this industry will be in shambles, if not already, as, as portrayed by the situation in parts of Kerala and uh, uh, West Bengal. Traveling to Orge and to learn tea tasting skills is no longer practical. 
Yet retailers must still learn these essential skills for selecting fine tea. ITCC founder Dan Robertson has constructed an international tea training center in Mexico where tea masters share their knowledge. The soon-to-open facility is on the Riviera Maya near the Mayan ruins south of Cancun and Cozumel. Dan, why are tasting skills so important to sales and success? If you're a retailer and you want to buy a tea that's $18 a pound, that might be an economically good tea for you. But if you judge it on its taste qualities, they'll say, hmm, better off go with one that's a little bit more than that, that price because your customers are going to go to the next tea shop down the line. Whether you're a tea producer, manufacturer, retailer, you need to have the skills that can make good decisions. So what basics must a seller know? Well, Dan, there's basically four criteria that you kind of really have to focus on. You have the smell or aroma, the taste, the color, and the shape of the leaf. Those can be examined both as a dry leaf and as an infused leaf. It's important to be able to master your skills of evaluating all four of those parameters. And so we will taste hundreds and hundreds of teas until you can blind taste test and evaluate which tea is which and which quality it is. So it's just simply through doing it over and over again. ITCC hired tea experts that you know from around the world to teach tasting skills at the new training center, bringing one to many instead of many to one. We bring in experts from the other countries. So the cost to have to go to, let's say, Japan on one of our programs would be around $6,000. That doesn't include your airfare. To come down to the training center, you'll immerse yourself in, let's just say, Japanese teas for a week. And the cost is less than $1,000, inclusive of your accommodations and food. How do tasting skills facilitate transparency, Dan? We talk about transparency in the tea industry. Right now, a lot of the tea merchants will buy from a broker who will buy from somebody else, maybe buy from somebody else. So the consumer really doesn't know who produced the tea. There's no direct link back to it. One way around that where you can offer the value of transparency is to have the credential of a professional tea taster whose decisions are respected and have them sign off on a tea they can advise what would be the best tea for your business. Is it safe there? When you come down to the ITCC International Training Center, you're going to have a facility that's self-contained. We have five bedrooms, so you don't have to go out, but it's right next to the beach. So you're going to immerse yourself in tea in a wonderful environment. You're going to be safe, and you're going to learn the profession of tea tasting. Who benefits most from the program? The business executive Well, you could either find someone to hire who has taken these programs that are knowledgeable so you don't have to have the skills, or you could actually come and take them and you could be that person and you could make better decisions for your own business. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and T-experts? Contact them direct through subtext private message-based platform. Avoid the chaos of social media and start a conversation that matters. Subtext message-based platform lets you privately ask meaningful questions of the tea experts, academics, and tea biz journalists reporting from the tea lands. You see their responses via SMS texts, which are sent direct to your phone. Visit our website and subscribe to Subtext to instantly connect with the most connected people in tea.
Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-biz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.